and what is up welcome back to another wild wednesday i am your host chase from chase and josh factor fantasy and you are listening to another interesting facts with chase and man was sunday's episode pretty awesome uh so we got a lot of uh interesting facts to go in today we're going to talk about kind of with harry and ron and hermione uh, how they kind of use the polyjuice potion to sneak into the ministry a little bit and kind of the backstories on some of the characters that they were impersonating at the time. We're going to go over a few different things as far as uh, the visions of Grigorovich that Harry was having. Also, we'll talk a little bit about some different spells. So you're getting into some fun stuff today. But yeah, guys, we got a lot of information today. So let's just go ahead and kick it off and get right on into it. So We'll go ahead and start off. Uh, This is Interesting Facts, chapter 12 through 17. We're covering in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, so if you want to kind of follow along. But on page 233, so remember Harry was having that vision of Voldemort and Grigorovich, and he was questioning this woman um, about Grigorovich, and she was speaking in another language and said, We're here, niche, mir. So what that means is doesn't live here anymore, and does why she sneeched. Uh, That means I don't know that. So that's on page 233 at the top. And then now we're going to go into kind of the ministry. Remember when Harry, Ron, Hermione actually snuck into the ministry to retrieve the locket from Umbridge. So Red Cattermold, he's a person Ron impersonating. Just a little bit about him. So he actually works in the magical maintenance department. Uh, He's married to Mary Cattermold. That was being, of course, questioned by Umbridge. Uh, he has three children, Maze, Ellie, and Alfred. Um, Albert Runcorn, that Harry Potter was actually impersonating. Uh, so he's just known as a high-ranking official in the Ministry of Magic uh, under Pious Thickness. Uh, his chief duty was to actually investigate Muggleborns. Uh, he actually did uncover a falsified family tree by Dirk Cresswell. Uh, Dirk Cresswell, if you don't remember, but he attended Hogwarts in the 1970s. He was one of Slughorn's favorite students. Uh, Most notable traits of Dirk Cresswell is he was fluent in Gottlegook, which is actually the goblin language that they speak. Uh, Mafalda Hopkirk, so you've definitely heard her name before, uh, very frequently in uh, Chamber of Secrets. So uh, Hermione actually impersonated her. She was an assistant at the Improper Use of Magic office, Uh, So who she was, she was actually the one that sent Harry the letter in regards to the hover charm of underage magic and chamber of secrets. So remember when uh, Dobby had the pudding and then he dropped it, pudding and then he dropped it and it went everywhere and Harry got in trouble. That's where that was from. And she was the one that wrote that letter to him. So the next one on page 244. uh, So it's mentioned, how do I stop it from raining? So Uh, Remember, they were talking about the ring spells when um, Harry and Ron were going through the ministry. And it says, try finite incantatum. So we've talked about this before. That's a review. uh, And that's on page 244 if you want to look that up in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. So uh, finite incantatum, another incantation for that is finite. So it's a general counter spell that can be used to reverse minor damage. Um, It can also be used to stop protective enchantments, but it was ineffective against major dark charms, but it reversed the effects of simple spells. Uh, So, you know, to stop it from raining, you would just cast that spell and it would try to uh, hold off the rain, stop the rain there. Flitwick did actually teach this in his class 
1986 to his third year students. Um, atmospheric charms are also mentioned in these chapters. So what atmospheric charms are is they're weather modifying charms. The incantations are actually unknown, but Newt Scamander was known for these. If it is mentioned on page 244, this is where they mention it. It says, if it doesn't, then something has gone wrong with atmospheric charm. When they were talking about, you know, getting rid of the rain there that was on the windows that they were speaking about to Ron and uh, Harry and Hermione, all that stuff that was going on in the ministry. On page 244 at the bottom, um, so it says, try impervious to protect his belongings. That was a, a line in there. And so Hermione actually has used impervious before, but it's used to repel rain mist is what it's for. And remember, uh, she actually used this, I believe it was in Harry's third year, but what she did was she used it to repel the rain off Harry's glasses during that Quidditch match. And I'm pretty sure that was in Prisoner of Azkaban. But uh, the decor detonator review on that is mentioned. So a decor detonator, once again, is sold at Weasley Wizard Wheezes. Uh, these are black horn magical objects designed to create a diversion uh, that after they're dropped, the decoy actually runs and makes a loud bang and releases black smoke, uh, diverting attention from the user. Bellow tape, a review on that that's mentioned that's an adhesive tape used in the Wizarding World to fix objects. Um, Mr. Weasley, so on page 254, Mr. Weasley was talking to the witch Wakanda. Uh, Wakanda, she was an older witch. She actually worked in the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. She's been known for having her blonde hair and a hairstyle that resembled an anthill. That's what she's most known for. Um, but, and then on page 255 at the top, Mr. Weasley is speaking and says, uh, yes, a lot of offices have been raining lately. Uh, did you try a meteolo jinx, uh, recanto? It worked for Bletchley, and that's at page 255 at the top. Meteolo jinx, recanto, what that is is that's a counter charm to weather effects of spells. Uh, it's caused by weather modifying charms, known practitioners of the spell. In 1985, Jacob's sibling actually used it to stop a blizzard. In 1990, Jacob Sibling actually used it to restore enchanted windows at the Ministry of Magic, which is exactly what Arthur was talking about here. Um, on page 257, so uh, it says, No, no, I'm a half-blood, I tell you. My father was a wizard. He was, look at him, uh, Archie Alderton. So this is when uh, Cattermull was actually being investigated by Umbridge, and she was accusing her of not actually being a witch and uh, being just a muggle. Um, but what... Uh, Archie Alderton, who he was, was he was a pureblood who owned a well-known broomstick shop uh, and Archie Alderton's quick uh, repair shop. And um, that was a broomstick repair shop, and it spelled quick, K-W-I-K. Hermione, remember when she duplicates the locket? So the spell she used for that is Gemino. And uh, she said, I need to duplicate it there, and then that should fool her. And then Hermione ran down the stairs and cast the spell Relatio. So that's going to be another review for today, too. And that's at page 263 at the top. So Gemino is a dumbling charm. Uh, all you do is flick the wand at the target and you used it uh, to duplicate objects. Duplicate objects repeatedly when touched because uh, it was a curse. So that caused it to get the name Gemino curse. It was invented by twin witches Halexia and Sina Heselop who used it to create duplicates of every item inside their mansion. 
After their deaths, their relatives actually learned the practice after discovering two duplicate sets of handwritten instructions for the spell after left by each twin. The replicas created by the charm are not considered worth anything because they eventually rot or tarnish, whereas the original stays in place. It is unknown if the charm could duplicate beings, living or dead. Also an odd characteristic of this spell is only the original caster could stop multiplication of an object. If the caster does not stop the object from multiplicating, uh, the object cursed will continue and multiply indefinitely. Gemino has been used uh, as a security measure that causes objects to begin multiplying indefinitely to fill up space with worthless objects to prevent thieves or trespassers. Uh, previous practitioners, of course, is Hermione Granger. Uh, Relatio uh, is the revulsion jinx, so this is another review here. It's a jinx that forced the target to release its grip on whatever it was holding. Uh, hand movement for Relatio, what you're going to do is you're going to point your wand at the target and it generates a light that is purple or gold. Underwater, the jet actually would fire from the wand, boiling water out of the caster's wand. Ron, uh, when he was splinched, this is on page 269, so Essence of Dittany, just another review on that. Josh went over this a little bit in the episode, but so Essence of Dittany, that was in Hermione's bag, a review on this. It was a healing potion that makes deep wounds heal near instant, even after several days old. It causes the skin to grow over if several days have passed. Uh, it heals wounds instantly at an instant rate. A few drops of it will prevent large wounds from scarring. The characteristics of this are it's a brown liquid and when applied green smoke billows upward. Uh, difficulty level, it is a moderate uh, potion to generate. Uh, so it's not exactly easy, but it's not the hardest potion uh, to make. Its known ingredients are uh, 307, a blended extract of white and cretine dittany, uh, copper and four circled shrake spines. Then the preparation is if blended, uh, dittany extract is not available. Some must be made before essence of dittany can be made. Blended extract is mixing white and cretine uh, Dittany oils, uh, Dittany magical herb, what that is, we've talked about this before, but it's just a rare uh, plant. Uh, blended extract is also more rare, but it's often people make their own if they run out. It takes six sprigs of both white and cretin Dittany, so 12 sprigs total uh, per ounce of extract. Slowly, the two oil extracts must be poured simultaneously to assure smooth blending. If either or is poured at a faster or slower rate than the other that's blended, the extract loses its potency. Uh, cauldrons must be cleaned before brewing it. So part one, what you'll do is you'll add the copper to the mortar, uh, crush it into a fine powder using the pestle, Add six pinches of ground powder to your cauldron. Add four pickled shrake spines uh, to your cauldron. Stir gently three times clockwise and turn the potion. It'll turn the potion blue. Heat on high temperature for 20 seconds and wave your wand. 
and then you're gonna leave it to brew for 40 minutes. And that's 35 minutes with a brass cauldron and 30 minutes with a copper cauldron. So depending on the size of the cauldron, it depends how long you need this to brew. But the potion will appear translucent orange when it's ready. Part two, what you're gonna do is you're gonna add three ounces of blended Dittany extract to your cauldron. The potion will steam yellow after the extract is added. Then you're gonna stir gently seven times anti-clockwise till the potion turns brown. Wave your wand to complete the potion. If the potion is made successfully, the liquid will be brown in color. Uh, the effects of this potion is it will stop bleeding and it heals deep wounds. It will ease the pain, uh, seal the wounds. Also, it will regrow skin and it makes skin look like it's been healed for several days in a short period of time. Uh, the rarity of this potion, this potion is actually so rare, it is never wasted by any of the best wizards or witches in the wizarding world. Even Dittany by itself heal minor injuries, which Dittany is just that plant that actually goes in the potion. But there is nothing in this potion that will cause it to explode, so that's good. Or create toxic fumes, create foul odors, or any other dangers that are not listed on this page. And that's an exact uh, quote from Pottermore there. So the next part here, so remember Hermione was casting protective enchantments around the tent uh, where they were at uh, to prevent snatchers from actually finding them. But uh, the protective enchantments, for instance, she casted were Salviohexia, Protego Totalum, we talked about that one before, That'll be a little bit of review. Repello Muggletum and Mufliato. That's on page 272. Uh, Salvio Hexia, so that deflects hexes from the areas. Uh, Mufliato Charm is a charm used to fill the ears of any person in the vicinity of the caster with unidentifiable uh, buzzing sounds to allow the conversion uh, to be heard. So basically what it does is it fills these sounds in in people's intruders heads so they won't be able to hear anything in the area so they wouldn't be able to find them uh, cave enemicum she mentions uh, that produces a boundary that keeps casters hidden from view uh, those on the other side of the shield were not able to see or hear a smell of a caster so that's a little bit of the issue i have with the music movie there's a part in the movie uh where um, Scabior actually smells Hermione's perfume. Well, it didn't mention that she casted Cave Enemicum in that movie. Uh, in the movie Harry Potter um, in the Deathly Hallows Part 1. So I didn't really have a problem with it. However, if this was mentioned, then that part would be incorrect because you're not able to smell uh, a caster after the Cave Enemicum charm is casted. But they didn't mention that in the movie, so I'm okay with it. Other protective enchantments that are related to these. For instance, the age line, you know, uh, that was mentioned in Goblet of Fire. Caterwaving charm, one we haven't really mentioned much, so that incantation's unknown, but it caused any unauthorized person entering the perimeter of the area to jet an alarm that would make a high-pitched scream. So it'd alarm the caster if someone bro uh, intruded into the area. But uh, disillusionment charms, uh, once again, what those do is they would make the target blend in with the environment like a chameleon. Uh, just a reminder of this, this was actually mentioned in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Remember, Moody casted it on Harry, so it's been mentioned a number of times, actually. Uh, Fianto Dury, we mentioned that in our shield rankings. 
Um, Fidelis Charm, uh, remember what that is, is that protects the Secret Keeper spell, so that protects secrets. Um, the Impenetrable Charm, what that is, is that created an invisible magical barrier uh, that where objects would bounce off. Uh, intruder Charm, that actually detects intruders and sounds alarms. Horace Slughorn used to do this a lot. Uh, he actually did this in Half-Blood Prince. Remember when Albus and Harry went to go look for him? Uh, Muggle Repelling Charm, it prevented Muggles from seeing or hearing the area. Uh, this was actually used in Goblet of Fire. Remember what they did was they casted this around the stadium of the Quidditch World Cup so Muggles wouldn't identify the stadium. And if they walked into the area, they would immediately wonder what was going on and walk back the way they came. Uh, the Protection Charm, so that provides enhanced individual differences. Uh, and this was actually taught by Flitwick in the Calamity video game uh, to the International Statute of Secrecy, and he plays a part there in that video game that came out in 2010. But Protego Diabolica, remember we talked about this in our shield rankings. Grindelwald did this where he put the fire around the Lestrange Mausoleum. Protego Horribilis, we mentioned that in our shield rankings. Protego Totalum, uh, we mentioned that in our shield rankings, and Rapello and Amicum, we mentioned that in our shield rankings. Room sealing spell, what that is, is that seals rooms so wizards and witches uh, can't get in with magic. The security spell, so that's a charm that prevents break-ins to specific locations and closed shops. It was actually part of Dervish and Bang's uh, closing procedure as they closed the shop, and their exact procedure was, so first they would lock all the doors, second flip the open signs to closed, Three, assist any remaining customers and escort them out the door. Four, double check the lock on the monster book of monstrous. Uh, can't forget to do that. Extinguish all the lights, uh, exit the uh, store, and then they would cast a security spell. Uh, so that would be the last step they would do when they were closing down Dervish and Bang's shop every night. Uh, on page 301 in the middle, so Hermione cried obscuro. Uh, and that was to get Phineas Agelius' attention, and she was trying to find out if someone swapped the Sword of Gryffindor for a fake. Uh, so Obscuro, what that was, is it actually conjures a blindfold over the eyes of the victim, uh, therefore obstructing their view from their surroundings. Ignotus Peverell, just a review on that, he was the one that was mentioned uh, where they saw the oldest grave in Godric's Hollow when Harry and Hermione went there, and he saw his parents in that graveyard. Uh, Ignatius Peverell, remember we talked about him, he is actually the one that had the invisibility cloak and passed it down so that Harry eventually got it. But remember, uh, just some quick facts about him. He greeted death as an old friend. He's mentioned in the tale of three brothers. He was the youngest of the three brothers, also known as the most humble and wise. Um, after beating death, he did pass the invisibility cloak to his son. He was born, they think it, he was born 12... Uh, July 12, 1214, and he died May 18, 1291. Uh, when he died May 18, 1291 in Godric's Hollow, he is buried in the churchyard by Parish Church of St. Clementine. Uh, Parish Church of St. Clementine is a small church in Godric's Hollow located next to the village square and next to the small graveyard. The area leading up to the church is called the Church Lane. It was actually built in the 13th century, and it's named after St. Clementine, who is a saint there, and Reverend Dr. Stephen Swain was actually the muggle reverend that was there in the 90s. Um, 
when Harry was in school. A kissing gate. So remember they talked about Harry and Hermione walked through and out of the kissing gate on page 329, and that was to enter the graveyard. So kissing gates, I was kind of wondering, like, if there was anything romantically involved in that origin of the name there. Uh, there's really not. It's just rumors. So kissing gates are actually commonly found at the entrance of church graveyards, uh, but there's no evidence that actually has any symbolic significance to it. But it was designed to be a good way to keep livestock from running uh, over the grass and allowing people to enter. However, rumors have said that the first person to pass through would have to close the gate to the next person, providing the opportunity of time to demand a kiss in return for entry. Uh, there has actually been no evidence or actual facts on this that have emerged proving this origin. However, a kissing gate does consist of a semicircular square uh, shaped in one enclosure and the side of the hinged gate that swings between two shutting posts and it allows one person at a time to pass through but keeps livestock out. So it's really there for livestock, but uh, rumors have circled around that, which is pretty cool. Um, Godric's Hollow Graveyard, also known as St. Jerome's Graveyard, so that's on page 329. It's mentioned that's where Harry and Hermione go to see his parents in Ignoctus Peverell, they notice there with the Deathly Hollow symbol on his grave. Uh, that's located next to St. Jerome Church in Godric's Hollow. Uh, many muggles and wizard kind are buried there, including members of the Potters, Peverells, uh, Abbott, and Dumbledore families. It is unknown when it was built, but it did exist before 1291. We do know that. And a hover charm is mentioned on 346 uh, when Hermione, remember Harry, did have that vision after they did survive from Godric's Hollow and Hermione had to use uh, the spell to blast them out of the window um, and his wand broke and he was having the visions of his parents dying from Voldemort. And she said, I had to use the hover charm to get you in your bunk. I couldn't lift you. You've been, well, you haven't been quite, you've, you've been ill. And that's on page 346. So what a hover charm is, uh, this is just a review because we mentioned it a lot on our interesting facts and on our episodes, but a hover charm. Uh, so what that is, charm that would make the target hover in midair for a brief period of time. It was one of many lesser variations of the levitation charm and worked on objects and people. Uh, Dobby actually used this once again in Chamber of Secrets, uh, and this was uh, he actually used a hover charm on the pudding, which we mentioned earlier in this episode, and he dropped it and destroyed it, which got Harry noticed, which is why Mathilda Hobkirk, kind of a full circle moment there, sent that letter from the Ministry of Magic for underage magic. The levitation charm, just a review on that, that just makes objects levitate. A big example of that is Wingardium Leviosa. So that's an example of that there. But yeah, guys, um, this is going to conclude today. Just your bonus interesting facts episode for you. So today, what we did cover, we did cover chapters 12 through 17 for our interesting facts. And then next week is just going to keep getting better and better. So Deathly Hallows, what's great about it is it just gets more and more action-packed on this ride, which is awesome. Um, once again, guys, uh, thanks so much for all you do for us. You are the shields that guard the realm of fantasy. It means so much to us that you've been with us on this ride since the beginning of October. 
and all the way since the beginning of a year and a half ago uh, when we even started we did our MCU pilot episode from there you know we did the Witcher and Star Wars and all those other small arcs and then we did uh, Game of Thrones our first massive arc and then did Westworld and then here we are today uh, so it just means so much to us. Please continue to subscribe. Cast a spell on that subscribe button. You can watch us on YouTube. You can watch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, um, Google Podcasts, The Cast. Really, wherever you get your podcast, Podbean, they're always shouting us out there. So shout out to those guys. Fantastic hosts. Couldn't have any better ones. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. So me, RBROW129, JNelly83 at his personal account, official Ridiculous Patronus. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook on Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy on there. Uh, TikTok now, we're at official Ridiculous Patronus. You can find us there. You can find me at Chase Brown013 or Chase Factor Fantasy. Just search that and we're there, guys. Really means a lot to us, everything y'all do for us, but until next time, uh, this has been a ridiculous production. This is Chase from Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy. You are listening to the Interesting Facts with Chase bonus episode on your Wild Wednesday. Signing off. Uh-huh.